It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the Soul and the Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew. Mo. Yo. Moo Cow. What up? Danny. <laughs> Danny has no intro. Maybe, maybe Danny doesn't. Danny's busy. And we have our special guest tonight. Yes. How are you? Introduce yourself. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about you real quick. All right. My name is Erica Arroyo, and everybody probably knows me as Erican, uh, also as Qualified Smoke, which I'll, I'll get into that a little bit later on in the discussion. But um, yeah, I'm super happy to be on the podcast tonight. Uh, I mean, I'm be fo- I've been following you guys for a while now, and Mo is a dear friend of mine, and I'm just happy to be here. So thank you, guys. Thank you. And uh, we kind of talked a little uh, off, but uh, Mo wasn't there to hear it. She uh, she complimented how we uh, we keep her attention, Mo. Oh, we keep your attention? Yes, damn it. Really? You know, it's interesting. We talk about this a little bit, that uh, people tend to uh, enjoy the... Uh, laid-back nature of the podcast, and they always tell us, well, we feel like we're hanging out with you guys, and, and that's kind of what we go for, so that's good. It's working. <laughs> yeah, so I, I want to... I wanna, yeah. Go ahead, Erica. Sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I want to give a little bit of background on, on Erica um, before we get started, so... Um, or a story, I should say. We we had... So I was out at Smoke Maniunk in Philly... Um, what about in December, right? Yes. And that was the first time that I actually got to sit down and really talk to you and, and exchange, you know, just exchange ideas and talk about, you know, where the cigar uh, industry is going, um, what you're kind of working on. And that was awesome for me. And I think that, you know, when we talk about, as you know, we don't bring on a lot of guests. So when we do, it's people that, we try to, uh, that we really want other people to know. The and last guest never left. Yeah. The last We just can't get rid of him. Became a permanent fixture. <laughs> um, but, uh, and we're very excited about that. Uh, Danny gives us a little bit of legitimacy. Um, so with that, Roma crap, you know, so, um, we're very excited to have you and I want you to be able to come on here and share your story and and kind of what you're doing because all of us to a guy have mad respect for what you're doing and we really appreciate it. So I just wanted to start off by saying that. No, I, I really appreciate you guys saying that and, and thinking that because when, you know, I've been smoking for over nine years and the in the beginning, you know, I knew what I liked, but I wasn't I didn't really understand it. So when I did go and, you know, I I tried to look for somebody to explain what's the difference between the flavors, what's the difference between like each brand. Nobody really gave me the information at that time, but I didn't know that. So fast forward and, you know, three years ago. I was like, you know what? Something is missing. One, social media is like really booming right now at that mm-hmm. time. Two, I'm missing something as far as like, how, what do, what, what's the difference between flavors? What's the difference between the brands and, you know, premium from the mainstream brands? 
there was something missing. So I decided to study them. And then I decided to say, and basically what I said is like, I'm tired of seeing the same shit from <laughs> the female side of things on social media. Like I see the ass, I see the boobs, I see, you know, these reviews that mean that I read them and they make zero sense. Mm -hmm. So I said, I'm going to do something different. Mm -hmm. You know, I literally sat down with my best friend um, and I said, I want to start something, but the right way. What do I need to do? I need to hire a photographer. What, what kind of content do I want to put out? X, Y, Z. Listen, I'm a woman. Yes, I can do it. This, do the same thing as the other woman, but that's not what it's really about. It's not about that. It's about the product. It's about the lifestyle. And mm -hmm. I wanted to do it the right way. And, well, mm -hmm. and I, and I want to say thank you because when, when my girlfriend sees you, you're like, she always talks about how you are a breath of fresh air versus a lot of the stuff that she sees, um, you know, being posted and things like that. So thank you. No, <laughs> um, absolutely. But you know, uh, I was going to, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. Mukau, is that you? No. Oh. <laughs> Dude, my baby. Danny's crying again. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't said Romacraft in three seconds. I know. Like, <laughs> I, haven't gotten a, I haven't gotten a word in edgewise, Erica. <laughs> but yeah. Sorry. But, but, <laughs> Erica, we want, you know, I've noticed recently you've been teaming up with some, some other folks. And first of all, your photographer is amazing. Her, uh, I think her name is Casey Krause, correct? Yes. Uh, the work she does is, is fantastic. But you've been teaming up with, uh, there's a gentleman and a couple other uh, women, I believe, that you're teaming up with recently to do some photo stuff. Tell yes. us a little bit about that. All right. So for the past, uh, so the year and a half that, I've been taking the photos. You know, I went through, before Casey, I went through four other photographers and they got me to where I am now, which I appreciate them for, but there was something missing. I needed lifestyle shots, not portrait shots. I needed lifestyle. What is it really about? So thankfully I found her, love her to death. She's amazing. Um, so for the past year and a half, what I did is I... I built that foundation, you know, it's like building a house. So I built that foundation. I dug up the dirt and I built up, you know, where the house needs to go. But what now it's time for the details. When I sit down, I'm like, listen, I need to incorporate people. Now, who do I surround myself with? That's positive from in my life. Who do I want to share this moment with? And so, you know, two friends that I've met through uh, social media, they came up from Atlanta and I had a couple shoots with them, but I also have uh, friends in Long Island that feel the same way as I do and see the, the cigar lifestyle the, very similar to the way that I see them, see it. So I want to incorporate them as well. So it's now it's time to really, I wanted to kick it up a notch and uh, incorporate not just myself, but more people. And that was what's, what was missing, but I couldn't do that just yet. And so now this year, you guys will see a lot more of that incorporating a lot more people and um, hopefully different places and all that good stuff. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. And, um, and real quick, uh, you, so just for the people that don't know, you are the, 
marketing director for Cornelius and Anthony, correct? Yes. Okay, so, so that's like your official title? Yeah, I've been with uh, CNA since pretty much day one. Okay. Uh, so I, I do all their social media marketing, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. How did that start out? How did you get involved with those guys? It's an interesting story. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to say, what is it, three, three years ago, a good friend of mine, my, one of my mentors in the industry, he took me to Miami for my birthday. Well, he was like, hey, you know, you want to come down with a, a bunch of us? We're going down to Miami. Love to have you for your birthday. Great. Done. So we went down. And uh, he was like, listen, I want to take you somewhere special. I think we all would enjoy it. Great. Cool. So I had no idea. Uh, he took me to El Titan. I met Sandy Cobas. Met her. Amazing factory. Little factory in Little Havana. We all know them. And um, I met the crew there. And during the time that we were there, uh, my friend Andy, he got a text message from somebody through social media. He's like, listen, you guys are there. Ask them about Cornelius and Anthony. And this was in February. So he, he was like, oh, Sandy, uh, what's Cornelius and Anthony? And she's like, oh, you know, this is the new brand that's about to launch March 1st. Uh, look, come see the bands and the boxes and so forth. And immediately I felt, I felt very attracted to uh, the brand because of uh, the design work, the boxes, just everything was very beautiful to me. So fast forward an hour later, she found out it was my birthday and she went into the aging room. She grabbed two cigars, one for me and one for him. And he was like, you know, she was like, listen, you know, enjoy this, lit it up. I literally tasted toasted bread with butter on top of it. I, it was so good to me. And she was like, this is the Cornelius by Cornelius and Anthony. You're the first person that smoked this besides the reps. And it, it was special to me on my birthday. Mm -hmm. So I had told my friend, I was like, listen, you know, I'd love to have them at your shop. Like, why don't we do like the, the, official launch for the United States at your shop. And he did, he had it. I met Todd Vance, uh, the VP of sales there. And he approached me. He's like, listen, you do great stuff on social media. We need help. Would you like to be a part of the group? And I said, hell yeah, let's do it. And so <laughs> boom, the rest is history. <laughs> no, I That's gotta awesome. say I've met Todd and he had nothing like that to say to me. So perhaps <laughs> really, <laughs> no, he's, he's a nice guy. I'm just giving him crap. <laughs> that is awesome. He's a good guy. Good guy. But yeah. So what do you find what, that works with social media marketing with cigars, right? So, you know, I've been in, I've been in the game for a little while and it's tough, right? Because we can't, Yeah. it's not like a widget, right? That you can pay for social media marketing. Right. And, no. and although, although we hate it and, and me as a married guy, like it drives me kind of crazy too, because there's this um, kind of this thing with with most women, like you were saying, in, in the cigar industry, in these pictures, right? In these um, these just all sexualized pictures, right? Yes. But the problem with the problem is is that they get you know they'll get a thousand likes or a thousand you know comments or guys just kind of gawking all over the place, right? Where so mm -hmm. although although it's negative attention, it, it you know on one aspect, it is still attention, right? So. 
Right. Like, how do you how do you manage that? Like, what is what is social media marketing for something you can't? I know I and I, I'm asking because I'm on your side of it too, right? And and we do a lot sure. of Romacraft does really well with and there's the first plug. Romacraft is really well with, <laughs> with, with with social media marketing, but you know we can't advertise. So what that means is that there's just a lot more personal engagement from us not only just like on our IG account or our Facebook account, but even in social media groups, right? There's a ton of, um, of cigar pages and groups and, and clubs and stuff on mm-hmm. online. So how do you, what, like, how do you kind of come about that other than just taking really, really cool pictures? It's one, it's all about the engagement. So like, sometimes I notice, don't get me wrong. I'm like, you know, these, these other women are getting so much, so many other opportunities where I've been working my ass off to go like, to make sure that I give the industry something different. And half the time, I don't even get the opportunity because this other woman that's showing off her body and her ass and her boobs and her lips. And it looks totally like she's, you know, having sex with a fucking cigar. <laughs> she's getting, she's getting, you know, the opportunity before me. Yeah, but in the end, I'm just like you guys, you know, like I have to, re- I have to remind myself like, dude, like sometimes I'm like so frustrated, but then I'm like, I'm just like you guys, like I'm in this to smoke cigars and enjoy them. And then I think of it, I'm like, all right, how can I approach this a different way? What can I do different and to make sure that I stay true to myself and stay honest? It's all about engaging and engaging. You know, I will I will go to, you know, your your post and I will honestly comment about something that I I like about it. Like, oh, that's a dope photo. Oh, that's the, the lineup. Like, I wish I had that. And it's from me. And it's not like, oh, I'm scrolling through a thousand different posts and I'm just writing whatever. No, it's super personal. And once people catch on to that, they see, oh, she's not throwing out emojis. She's not throwing out, oh, just whatever. She's actually talking normal. And, And the hard part is, is because of Instagram's algorithm now, we really don't, unfortunately, my post and, you know, my comments may not be seen by many more people that I wish it would have last year. So it's, it's a matter of, all right, this year, I bring in more people into my photos. I start to uh, boost up my videos and start to talk to everybody through my videos and try different approaches and see what really works. And so far it's really, you know, the numbers have increased just by doing my videos and really talking to these people through my videos. Like I think about what would I want to see from Roma craft? What would I want to see through patina? And I take it, I take that and I apply it to my uh, account. Like if I'm showing patina, I would say, okay, this is, this is what patina looks like. This is, you know, let's look at the band, not just about the, uh, you know, the, the different tobacco in it, but tell me about it, break it down to where I would understand the flavors and, uh, who's behind it. Romacraft, same thing. Skip, he's amazing. Like I, I love him to death and, you know, 
I want people to see the shape of the Neanderthal. Like I want people to see that because that's what's special about it. And, you know, it feels good to me. I would want to see these things. And so many people say the same thing to me. Erica, what you're doing is what I want to see. I don't want to just see, you know, hey, a lot of guys, you guys have it, you know, hard too. You know, you guys are taking photos and so forth. And you have a thousand million other guys to go against you. Same with us. <laughs> you know, like, what do I have to do different? It's, it's same but different at the same time. So all I try to do in the end is engage more and give everybody what they really want to see and what they're curious about. That's the key. You know, and not about the follower count, not about the likes, fuck the likes, fuck the followers, you know, not like fuck the followers that are following you, but I mean, <laughs> the count itself, <laughs> you know, we could have a million, you know, some I of know. these accounts have a million followers, but how many people are really going, how many are those really are influencers now? Right. right. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. I've had that same conversation like several times in the last couple of weeks about there are so many people who say they're influencers who might have the numbers, but nobody actually cares what they think. No, yeah. they don't. That's, it's a lot of people. But they don't. I don't know. There's a lot of people who I do trust. And I think those are the people who actually, you know, they influence things. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. You know, it's, I think it's so important for us to just stay true to ourselves and just be honest and show, show, show the people that, what they're curious about. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so important. So important. Yeah. So, so one thing I'm wondering is should we, on the Sultans of Smoke account, should we get guys to take pictures that are just like these women's photos? Oh, yeah. Showing up oh their bodies God. in the same poses, but like, you know, I was about just to... dudes in the same poses. I was about to say, we have oh the, se we have the secret up. weapon of Mo. <laughs> Huh? I was I was about to say we have the secret weapon of Mo. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You can't contain all that sexy. Oh my god! I literally was just talking about this like a couple months ago <laughs> in Philly uh, with the guys in Philly, and the guys were like, "Okay, the women do uh, the dangle, right? So here are these women <laughs> that put the cigar in their mouth, and it looks like you know dangling." You know, you know, sure. it's very sexual wise. So he was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do the mangle. So I'm <laughs> going to bend down and I'm going to take the photo with, you know, the cigar between my legs and just give you guys the mangle now. <laughs> <laughs> and he said the same thing. He's like, why don't we create an account with guys just like posing like women? And isn't it? So, it's just so sad to just see because there's so many. I I can count on my my two hands like how many women are out there across the world that actually know their shit, and they don't get credit. They don't. You know, it's funny. Uh, there was we were talking about cigar selfie etiquette on one of the podcasts, and yeah. you know, for for me, one of the things that as a man, you you, you don't take a cigar selfie with your mouth closed around the cigar. Oh. That is a huge no-no as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's almost like you can create like a parody account and, and kind of like do this stuff, which is, that'd be hilarious if somebody did that. Yeah, but, you know, what, that. What, what disappoints me more, though, is, okay, you have individual people 
that go out and they want to do this. What disappoints me is when there's a cigar brand that encourages the stuff uh. and then and then you know posts it or or reaches out and I've and I've had female friends that have, this is where this has happened to where a brand has reached out to them and said, "Hey, we would like you to post some sort of picture with our cigar and things like that." To me, that's more disappointing, um, even more so than an individual. I mean, look, you have your in- yes. individual Instagram page, whatever you want to do with it, God bless. But you, when there are companies that are encouraging that type of stuff, um, you know, I, I have a problem with that. And I'm happy uh, to hear that. And so it's interesting. Uh, <laughs> and I, yeah, I really don't know what else to say about it other than it's just it's disappointing that that stuff goes on. So it's, I mean, from the guy's perspective, right? And because I hear it a lot here um, in Jersey and New York, like guys will sit down with me and just, you know, talk normal. Like, this is fucking ridiculous. This is ridiculous. The amount of women that are taking advantage of the industry because Mm -hmm. there are these companies that are just sending them free shit. Nope. You know, oh, you know, free shit. They put it on their Insta story. They put it on the Instagram, Facebook, wherever. Yep. And they're they're just exploiting it. And these guys look at it and they're laughing. They're like, look at this. They're like, Erica, you got to do something about it. Are you kidding? This is not fucking innovation. What is this? <laughs> you know, and and I'll. I'll you know, I, there was something that happened maybe like, maybe you guys saw it like two, three weeks ago. One of these big accounts, one of these women uh, down in Atlanta, she she posted something uh, with, it was like a corn in the cob poker. <laughs> <laughs> it was is like that, a Is three- that the one that, is that the one that, uh, that Costa went off on? Yes. On oh, yes. that was hilarious. It was like a corn in the cob poker and you would poke the cigar on the side of the, you know what I mean? Like you yeah, it was would like, it was, it was like, a pic, like a piccolo or like a recorder <laughs> or something. Mm. It's like, would well, you have to smoke your cigar like a fucking flute? Like, yep. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> and it was, it was like a gimmick, dude. And you can clearly see, okay, this brand hired you, paid you for this post, but seriously? Like, come on, do you have to, like, degrade yourself to that point? And it's not just that that one. There was multiple other women that did the same thing with this account. It was just she, ridiculous. She, she's actually highly influential, too. I mean, she is. I don't mm-hmm. know what her, her follower count is, but she's got a lot of people that that know her and, and follow her. Yes. Um, so that's no, I mean, for that for that, whatever you want to call it, cutter or whatever, for them to get her to go right on social media and plug their product, that was, that's a pretty big deal. That got in front of a lot of people, no doubt about it. Exactly. But then, then so did the, uh, so did the response. So <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but then you have like women that are, that, that have the opportunity to take advantage and do something great with it, to make a difference to help the little guys out, you know, yeah. to help these brands out, to really reach the people that they can reach. Why not come together and do it the right way? But obviously, you know, they're looking at it a different from a different view, like just the likes of the follower count. 
Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. the difference is, Erica, is that you have a a passion, right, for, for yes. this industry and what you're doing, and you took the time out to learn this side of it and not just, you know, be an attention whore, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and and I think that that's really what's kind of made you more res- well. That is one hundred percent what's made you more respectable. That it isn't about um, you telling me how good the cigar is, or you know, it's you actually having an opinion on it and not care. You know what I'm saying? So sure. I think a lot of these girls are just like, oh, this is oh the flavors. Like you don't listen. You're you're cute, <laughs> but you you don't know what the hell you're talking about, right? Where yes, it's just and and I think that that's that's the the bigger difference is you know if you if there's you know you take the time to to actually really learn the the industry right not not so much cigars in itself but the industry as itself is is completely different when you're on the consumer side of it right like mm-hmm. these yes. guys these guys see the really cool sexy part like oh they're doing events here and it's really cool there and oh my you know that that's awesome it's like yeah but you didn't see that i finished one event at 11 o'clock at night and I drove three hours down that, you know, uh-huh. down West Palm beach and, yeah. you know, got into my hotel room at two and I was up by eight or nine and I'm dead and I'm surviving on Red Bull. Like that's yeah. the, that's the stuff that, that these girls. West know, Palm beach. Try Iowa, bro. In <laughs> December. No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they, they need to travel up North. Yeah. <laughs> I was in Idaho in, in, in November, which was, pretty damn cold yeah like yeah that's a but you know (laughs) a lot you know there there's so much that the the typical consumer doesn't know and understand about the industry and that's really who these these kind of you know thoughts are going after right like the just the the normal kind of guy that just wants to look at or doesn't doesn't know much about cigars himself right Right. Mm mm-hmm it's, it's interesting just, too because I feel like most most cigar advertising targets that similar demographic, right? I don't think most cigar advertising is for the nerds who know a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's true. So maybe it works in that context. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, especially if you don't have a you know a really good cigar or really good branding or terrible pricing, yeah, right? That's all you and, got. Yeah. you know, you're just like shit. I need to trick people into thinking this is dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, yeah. I mean that. You know, and there's there's a company that I I know really well right now, that you know that's kind of those those are the people we're going after the nerds. I mean, they are going after the nerds. Um, in in just going after people that just want a good quality cigar that you know and doesn't don't need the tricks and stuff. And I don't know. I roll my eyes a lot too. I I will, I will tell you this: the one thing I have seen. Um, over time is that popularity on social media I, I've always wondered where where does it translate on the ground level in the shops and the reality is there is a massive disconnect from social media and where your cigar is on social media to where it is in the shops Yes, because the reality is the majority of people that are on social media or there are a lot of people that go to cigar shops that are not on Instagram. Some of them are on Facebook. I think more so Facebook, especially the older generation. Yeah. But you're like, 
I'm just going to use Patina as an example. My, my social media reach has increased dramatically over the past, let's say, two months. Okay. But when I go to the shop level, there are still the vast majority of people that have no idea what Patina is. And I'm like, man. So for someone like me that spends so much time trying to build that social media presence and connect with people and stuff like that, it's still getting it to translate on the shop level is still another whole different undertaking. Mm -hmm. And um, yes. that's been very interesting to watch. Well, the, the kind of there's two there's two steps to that. Right. So the people that are super, super engaged on social media could potentially be buying them online. In, in most cases, they are. Right. And then mm -hmm. also, it, is, it isn't the big guys that are doing the best jobs on social media, mm -hmm. right? So those guys have the, the money and the resources to actually put the reps in front of the faces of these guys, right? So, yep, great point. And, mm -hmm. and since the shop owners are typically older guys, right, yep. where, mm -hmm. where the, the shop owners that are really engaged on social media are getting it, but if the shop owner isn't the 20-something-year-old, you know, or early 30-year-old guy that's on social media and that guy is just kind of working there, it's going to take right. a while. Right. And, you know, that, yeah. that, that's something we realize, you know, I, I see all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it translates even on an individual level, right? So I think patina is an interesting example because I buy a ton of patina and I smoke a ton of it and I get a lot of other people to smoke it on the Internet. But I go to my local shop and I'm like, hey, guys, I'm about to order a couple of boxes of this stuff. Like, should I order from you? Do you want to pick it up or should I order online? And they're like, eh, go ahead and order online. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't get those guy. bastards to take it. I'm like, yeah. what the hell? Slapdicks. You don't want money? What the hell? It, it's crazy to me. And, you know, it's funny that online retailer that you buy from, I just talked to him yesterday. He's like, yeah, I got an order for you this week. And it's, you know, these shops don't realize that if they, because here's the reality. A lot of shops don't want to build a brand, right? So they want to, they just want to put something on the shelf and watch it move. Now, yeah. Roma, Roma Craft is a little bit of a different story. Like Roma's obviously getting more and more well-known. It's recognizable. But Cornelius and Anthony is still relatively on the upswing, right? Yes. So you're further along than Patina for sure. But the point is that you're going to go into a lot of shops and they've still never heard of Cornelius and Anthony either. Happens all and, the time. And so, um, you know, it's just, it's interesting like that. But it, what's even more fascinating is when you go into shops and they've never heard of stuff like Tatawahe or Illusioni, brands that have been around for 15, 16 years. Oh, yeah. And so, it, you know, that's when I tend not to get as discouraged. But the reality is a lot of people just they want a ready, ready to go cigar that they can put on the shelf and it's going to sell. And that's mm -hmm. just how it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That sucks, though. You know, it's like. <laughs> There's so many other, there's so many brands like out there that, <laughs> I mean, it's, they're, they should, they don't get enough credit. And like in my area, in the, like a 10 mile radius in my area here, I'm in North Jersey. So there's probably at least 30 different shops in a 10 mile radius. Wow. Easily. <laughs> yeah. Easily. Like it's crazy. And there, these shops 
like I want to say 80% of them have opened up just because they want a, a shop to be able to smoke in. Sure. There isn't any parking. The chairs are all fucked up. Like the <laughs> there there isn't any like uh, great. There's no great uh, humidification in their uh, humidor. Uh, they don't have great, um, uh, you know, the, just like anything, anything great. Like, it's just, it's just shithole. And they, you go in there and you want to, you want to support the local businesses, but when you don't care, how do you, and you complain because nobody's going in there. How do you, what do you expect? Like, I'm all about yeah, right. I'm all, I'm all about supporting the local businesses. But it, some people ask me like, Erica, where do you where do you go? I travel, like to go yeah. to the spots. I will drop money on the spots that give me that experience. Like I will go there and spend time there. I go there. I have parking. I will spend six to eight hours there because I want to enjoy myself. Right. I, I deserve it after a long week. But half of these places, no way. Like you, you can't, and it, it just it it sucks. It really does, and they don't give they don't give a chance to these other brands. There's so many other brands. Half the time I go into these cigar shops, and you know I'll have CNA, I'll have uh, Roma Craft, I'll have Patina, Mambacho, and these other cigars with me. And the owners or the managers will sit there and like, what are you smoking? Oh, I'm smoking this. Like, oh really? Like. Oh, you know, we don't carry them. Like, well, you should. You know, there there are people that are out there, especially in my area. There are people like searching for <coughs> these brands, and that's why I will travel to uh, to Philly, an hour and twenty minutes, to go to a spot that has my that has my cigars that I really enjoy, and new brands that I've never heard of. Hell yeah, I'll drop money on them because I wanna I wanna taste these. These are different. They're keeping my palate uh in tune. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just it's sad because they they have an opportunity to be able be, to be able to be, be bigger than what they are and what they can be. Is it the is it the shops that are doing that or is it the clientele that is actually keeping it that way? That's a good question. We've well, that the, is, the only reason like, I ask like, we, we 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 have a shop here. Um, mm-hmm. We me and Mo have kind of talked. Well, we've talked about it on the podcast <laughs> before, but so only uh, every other podcast. Our, no, 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 different one. Our friend, oh, okay. um, he actually used to manage the place, and he tried to bring in new brands and stuff. Okay, and it, it just wouldn't sell because of the clientele wanted the same old crap every time. So he he would get in new stuff that he's like, this stuff's awesome, and it would sit on the shelf. So the next time it came around where he tried to buy new stuff, the owner's like, no, buy the old crap that just sells. <laughs> right. We, we've got this clientele that just wants the exact same thing every time, and yeah. they've kind of bred, the shop has bred the clientele. And I mean, even I would go in there sometimes, but it's like, I'm not going back because they don't have anything new. So I'll go to this other shop that's got stuff. So they've kind of bred that... The clientele that wants the exact same old junk every time goes to that shop. Mm-hmm. It's tough to change that if they're making their money, though. That's super rare, though. Yeah, it I is. Gotta, I gotta be honest. And that's just the one shop here out of I don't whatever we said, fourteen, fifteen in the area. 
Interesting. The most most of the time, the shop owner or shop manager, assuming their level of engagement with the customer, can can typically shape their palate. Yeah, I'm I'm a big believer in that because I know I've done it. I know people that I'm friends with that own shops have done it. Uh, people that are managers of shops uh, that I talk to on a regular basis have done it. I think that if you really wanted to shape the palette of your your customer base, you really can. Now, with that said, if in this case you're referring to a cigar bar, if it's a cigar bar, there's always that element of people that are coming into your shop where the cigar is just secondary, right? Sure. Where the alcohol right. is the main focus. And in, in many parts of the country, that's the case. Now, like I've discussed before in Illinois, we're not allowed to do that. We can't have cigar bars. So our lounges are cigar focused, but you go to places like, you know, Arizona where it's predominantly cigar bar, or you go to even Tulsa cigar bar or really, uh, Oh yeah. Yep. Or, or, you know, in a lot of these places, um, this is a different dynamic, Michigan, same thing. So, um, it's just, a, there's a different clientele and Erica, one thing that we always talk about is cigar smokers versus people who smoke cigars. Yes. And, you know, the uh, the vast majority of people are going to be people who smoke cigars, right? Mm-hmm. And for brands like Patina, brands like uh, Cornelius at this point, um, although you guys are growing really fast, um, and even, I, I mean, Danny, I don't know what you think where Roma would kind of fit into this, but the the reality is for brands like, I'm just going to use, I'm going to say Patina right now. For brands like Patina, I'm, my customer base is going to be the cigar smoker at this point because of how small it is, right? So that makes it that much more difficult. Now, if you're a brand that's recognizable and, you know, your guy that smokes cigars, your girl that smokes cigars, they're going to buy that anyway because they recognize it, right? Mm-hmm. But um, So it's very fascinating how that plays in the retail environment, that dynamic, and what the shop fosters, if that makes sense. So, but Drew's right about this particular instance. This guy tried to create a boutique haven and the customer base was like, no, (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, there's, so that, that was one of those where, uh, it kind of goes against what I've seen by and large. Well, that's such a weird shop because there's no, that one's just cigars. There is no alcohol there. So you would think it could make it, but. It doesn't. Oh, you're talking about the other one, yeah. Yes. Yes, <laughs> there's yes, some, yes. There's some cigar bars where Roma won't actually do as well as in some others because the our price point, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, mo- most or like 99% of our cigars are under $10. So mm-hmm. for whatever reason, these people go in there and buy higher-end drinks, and they just, you know, there's that misconception that a more expensive cigar is better. Right. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which is really funny. So like our Neanderthal, that's 12 bucks would does. Okay. Right. You know, a Chrome Magnum that's eight fifty or nine doesn't do as well. And it's just really, really mm-hmm. weird. But you know, that, that goes back into like, you know, it's a, it's a business, right? So you see both say, Hey, I need to sell cigars and booze and, you know, try to hand sell. Uh, but you know, that goes in, that's a whole nother subject of how to run a cigar shop and mm-hmm. like for real. <laughs> Right. I feel like it could be like a combination 
as well. Like, all right, so I'll use, you know, the, the shop that I go to quite often is Smoke Cigar Lounge in Philly. Mm-hmm. And the way that, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are other shops like this as well, but this is the only one that I could really refer to because it's the only one like it in my area. And uh, the way that they do their events, the way that they handle their clients, uh, you know, somebody could come in and it's 90, what, 98% of them, 98% of what they carry are all boutique brands. Yeah. And so somebody goes in and says, hey, I want this cigar, you know, just a mainstream line cigar and, you know, one of these big brands. And they say, well, we don't carry it. However, you know, and then the manager there, Eli, will start talking about all these other uh, different brands. Like he'll, he'll talk about what he has, but then he'll dig, he'll dive deep into what, what are you looking for? You know, he 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 will ask them, like, what kind of flavors are you looking for? Or he'll just go off of the cigar that they normally smoke and guide them into cigars that they would really enjoy and give give the opportunity to these other brands. And they do. And I don't the way that he handles it, it takes so much more time, but he's so passionate about it and he wants to make sure that you're happy. And these people do buy. Like, he, I don't know what he does. He, it's just, he works magic. And then that, how they, he, how they handle um, events. So once the event starts, the humidor is closed. And all the, all that event cigar is on the bar top. And everybody that comes in through that door, they're guided to those cigars, that brand. And they're educated on that specific brand. No matter what, we will find you one from one cigar or many cigars from this brand that you are going to enjoy. No. It's kind of like they're forcing it, but in a light way. But it works. And it's changing the mindset on of a lot of people in yeah. that area. And it's it's very interesting. And that's just a yeah, good that's a good yeah, salesman. That's, that's that's just a good salesman that knows his product and knows his clientele to where he can educate and direct them towards, I mean, what they're looking for, but also his sale. I mean, uh, in the end, you're you're getting them what they, um, maybe not what they want, but what they need. <laughs> sure. I came in for Romacraft, but you don't have Romacraft, but here's the, you know, so. Who, who doesn't have Romacraft now? I know. Smoke. I, the shop I, I didn't want to jab no. <laughs> He'll come uh, to our parties. He'll come to our after parties in Vegas, though. Yeah. So. Well, he loves you guys. Oh yeah, just not our product. <laughs> no, he does actually love your product too. Well, for, all right. <laughs> um, no, but you know, he's a cool guy. Yeah, he, he actually great, he will show you how cool you're not, like just by hanging out with. Him. Yeah, Costa yeah. is, uh, you know, what Smoke has done for boutique brands uh, in the, you know, and I'm gonna call it Philly, Jersey. I mean, their reach. Um, I mean, there are guys from New York that will drive all the way to Philly just to hang out at Smoke. Okay, yes. um, so it, it's it's a fascinating place, and and what they've done is 
they've really spread the love of boutiques out into that market. So you see a lot more of a receptive clientele to new cigars, new brands, new whatever, right? And that's huge. And in a lot of markets, you just don't have those boutique champion stores. And if you do, um, they have their their customer base, and that's kind of what it is. But um, it, it's fascinating to watch that dynamic. Eric is absolutely right. But uh, yeah, I drove from Maryland a couple few years ago from Maryland to Smoke mm-hmm. for our protocol event, and they had mm-hmm. salsa band. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was, and it's a really really cool shop. If you guys are over there, check it out. Yeah, it's now one shop that you do very well at is B and B, which is another uh, Philly boutique mm-hmm. heavy store, right? Yeah. And oh, uh, you know sure. we've had Vince on the podcast. Um, he's a great dude. He, I think he bought pretty much all of our Sultan to Smoke cigars that we did with uh, you know James Brown mm-hmm. back in the day. That's funny. And uh, so, you know, it was interesting, man. Uh, just a fascinating, fascinating cigar. Philadelphia is a fascinating cigar market, as far as I'm concerned. Very, very cool, you know, in general. So. No, that's cool. Now, is it the same, like, in Arizona? Because I know, Mo, you had mentioned this a couple episodes ago that, you know, Arizona is a big, uh, like, they have a huge cigar community there which i would have never in a million years would have guessed yeah as far as i'm concerned most underrated cigar market in the country um not only from the standpoint of the concentration of shops Mm -hmm. but the level of retailer is very very high by and large so the retailers are very good they run them like businesses not hobby like they're not hobbyists and, you know, there's like, I think there's like 67 shops between mm-hmm. Phoenix, Scottsdale and like Tucson or something like that. Holy cow. And wow. not only that, but you're talking about a lot of uh, cigar smokers, not just people who smoke cigars. Uh, it's really a fascinating market. And Danny, I think you would, you'd probably agree with that. Um, yeah, the yeah. the amount of stores that are out there and the amount of really good stores that are out there, yeah, mm-hmm. is is amazing. Um, it's one of the markets that we kind of are are weary of doing events in because let's say we go to let's say we go right. to like Glen, Glendale, right, and we mm-hmm. do an event at Fine Ash. Mm-hmm. Everyone will drive. I mean, it's really you know in an hour radius, and people were willing to drive all the way out there, right? So, right. If, if I do that event on a Friday or Saturday, that you know that's or, or an event the day before, it's going to kill one of those events, right? So we can only right. really do one big event on a four day trip out there, and uh, you know Must we kind of nice. have to we kind of have to pick our battles. <laughs> you know, it's not like you know like I just I just did Florida, yep. You know, and we did we did what three three events in four nights mm-hmm. but you know people aren't necessarily going to drive from orlando down to you know west palm beach or boca right there's just enough right. people everywhere but but in that arizona like phoenix mesa right area they they will <laughs> right yep. so it, yeah it's kind of, it's really really tough to to for us anyway to do kind of multiple events in the same weekend because they'll, they'll just hurt each other but um, it's it's amazing the the following of the, just the cigar that the cigar industry has a, as a whole uh, in that area. Yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, anybody that gets a chance to go check out the shops in Arizona, really, you know, if they're going to go out to Arizona, make sure you hit up some of these shops that, you know, um, Danny was talking, whether it's, you know, Fine Ash is a, is a beautiful place. Um, you know, uh, Big Sticks is cool. Puro Cigar Bar is really cool. Cedar Room is a really cool place. Yeah, um, Owlier. And, and Owlier, yeah, dude, Lenny's the man. Um, they're under construction right now. They're renovating. But I think it might be done now or soon close to it. Um, so there's some really, really cool shops out there, man, that, uh, that people need to go to. And I know I'm forgetting a bunch, but in no offense <laughs> to those people, I love you guys, but, um, just a lot of really good shops out there. Oh, that's awesome. Now I have a question for all of you guys. Uh-oh. So if you were to, if you were to give advice to, like women on going back to social media wise, Mm -hmm. if you were to give advice to these women that are currently on social media that have the opportunity that can really make a difference because of their numbers and their reach, what would you, what would you tell them? Like what, Hey, what, what do you think that, what would you tell them as far as like maybe changing changing their ways and how how would you like to see it come about does that make sense like what would you tell them oh hmm. uh, well i mean you kind of okay we we talked about it a little bit but just they need to be off, truly truly authentic right so it's like if you if you are whorish, then okay, that's cool, right? But chances are you're just doing it for the attention, right? And you're not you're not really gonna hook up with most of these guys whenever you see them, right? Just, right. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah, I mean, trap. Maybe. What you right? I mean, what you need to do is just really. I mean, if this is what you want to get into, really learn it, and you know, if I don't, I mean, listen, I don't. I don't have a problem with somebody kind of using looks to kind of get what they want or attention or whatever. Like, Hey, it's, it's another, it's another weapon in marketing or sales or whatever. Right. But at the same time, it's like really learn what the hell you're talking about. Learn, you know, if you want to be well-known or well-respected in the cigar industry, then learn, learn the craft, right. Learn tobacco, learn, you know, all there is. I mean, there's a lot that goes on with tobacco before it even becomes a cigar. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, like really learn that, go down to factories, do the tour, do, you know, get super nerdy about it. And then all that, you know, coupled with, you know, if you do have good looks, will just make you that much better and make you legitimate and, and, you, you know, potentially respected by people that are actually in the cigar industry. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like, Hey, that like, yeah, yeah. She, whatever, she's a pretty face or whatever. But man, she knows her shit. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, so just, I mean, if this is really what you want to do, legitimize yourself by learning what the hell you're talking about, not just reading, not just reading other stuff on social media and then kind of like regurgitating it. You know, like give me your for real opinion. And, and you know, don't make it awkward for me to look at your pictures. You know, just like, just I get it. Just take really cool pictures, you know, and, and do it. But it, it doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't need to be so, Hey, look at me, you know, it doesn't need to be so, 
um, attention whorish and, and, uh, you would just, they would just get a lot further because you know, the truth is if like some of these women walked in the cigar shops, these guys wouldn't even know how to act. Right. They'd, oh yeah. They'd, they'd be completely lost. They'd be like, uh, and they, like they would, they would, even us like today, like we haven't, I mean, we haven't dropped one, you know, that's what she said joke or, or, you know, whatever. Right. Cause it, it just, it just kind of changes the dynamic. And, and, but if you, if you're legitimizing people like res- respect what you got to say, you know, you'll be accepted, you know, and, and I, I don't know, just that's it. That's me. Cool. Um, I, I think to that one, <laughs> I would just add, think about what you're trying to get out of it, right? If what you're trying to get out of it is just that attention, you know, great, cool. If you're actually trying to meet people and talk to people about something, then is it actually cigars that you hope to talk about? If it is, cool. Figure out more about cigars. If it's something else, then I don't know what you're doing, right? <laughs> What's, what's your end game? What's your goal? You, you guys may not know who this is, but there's an announcer. He used to be the announcer for the Chicago Cubs. Now he's the announcer for the Chicago White Sox. Played about 20 years in baseball and actually hangs out at one of the shops in uh, Arizona called Ford on Fifth, where he'll, he'll give stories and stuff. His name is Steve Stone. Scallywax, by the way. Yeah, sorry. Oh, Wax, sorry. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, great. What in my opinion, one of the great baseball announcers, right? And he's just very factual, very matter of the fact. And Kyle, that's who you remind me of. You're the fucking Steve Stone of uh, cigar social media, man. And podcasting. <laughs> he also made the throw that same call for three years and people still somehow like it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but, but I would, my, my advice to anybody that wants to do that is look, everybody can do what they want. Everybody has, you know, it's whatever, you know, post what you want to post, understand that there, there's going to be attention that you want and attention that you don't want and be prepared for that. Yeah. And secondly, if you act a certain way and people talk shit about you, or you decide that you want to talk shit about people that maybe are doing what you're trying to do and doing it better, and you're jealous or whatever. Don't talk shit about people. Everybody knows everybody. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Keep your mouth shut. Oh, yeah. Okay? That would be my biggest advice. Man, cigar people talk. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. It's right. <laughs> oh, I mean, man. I swear to God, you think the cigar is like a microphone, man. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, but and you know, some some guys are a lot worse than others, right? Like, if there's something you kind of want to get out, you just know who you have to have oh, to kind of go to. And then, I mean, sometimes it's super surprising. Like, man, that was much faster than I. You know, it's gonna, you know, shit's gonna get out, or you know, and especially here here in Texas area, it's like. Like all the reps know each other, and you know all all the and they'll just be there's group messages with all the different reps that are all just friends and like, you know, and like, man. oh yeah, it's like it's, it's so funny, man. Yeah, but, like but there's, there's that one person in your family who's gonna spill the beans with every secret. Like as soon as you tell them, you know the rest of the family knows. That's yeah. literally everybody in cigars. Yep. Yeah, that's what. Every time I go to IPCPR, I'm sitting there and I'm surrounded by uh, maybe like two, three people and they're just talking and I'm like, what the fuck did I just oh. walk into? 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell you right now. Espinoza has some of the worst guys in the industry. That's all I'm gonna say. Hector, Hector Alfonso, I, I love you. Jack Toronto, I love you. But <laughs> these are. <laughs> but oh man, oh my God. that's funny. It's crazy. It's so no, funny. totally. I don't know. No, but I I just want to say thank you guys and um. You know, I I think. We all come from different walks of life and where we are right now in the industry, I, we have to give ourselves some credit. I mean, all of us here, we're really doing something different, whether it's, you know, the Sultans of Smoke, Roma Craft, Tina, uh, you know, showing off the boutique brands and showing them love and, you know, then coming in from a female perspective and we we're doing something different and we're making a difference. And what you guys are doing here with the podcast, I think is amazing and it's great. And, you know, I continue to listen to you guys and I think you guys are wonderful. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate you. you. Like, 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 listen, as me as a sales guy, right? Like I got to figure out how to make more sales. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously women don't make up as big a part as they could in the cigar industry. I think, I think it's come a long way more than it's been in the last few years. Mm -hmm. Um, probably more in the last than in the last three to five years, Mm -hmm. but there's still, there's still a little bit of stigmatism, you know, not stigmatism. There's still a little stigma to it that some women don't like it or you have to have a ladies night or something like that. Right. Sure. So I think, I think that like, like, someone like yourself is kind of helping bring that to light. Like, dude, just, just come sit and be normal. Yes. You know, dress normal and just fucking sit down and have a normal conversation. Right. <laughs> just hang so out. like, yeah. Just hang so out. kind of where I was going is like, you know, me as a, as a sales guy, like, how do I, how do we, how do I get that, you know, attention or focus to Roma craft or to whatever, you know, whatever I'm trying to do to what, cause you can't market a cigar to women. You, you can't one women won't want it. Right. Like if, if we made if we made a cigar and like it was like hey it's like this and it's and it's pink and purple and it's made just for women it's like whoa what do you mean just for women you know like we so now it's kind of like excluding them or saying hey you need a special kind of cigar or whatever right so i don't think making a cigar that's kind of focused or or marketed towards women is the answer because no you know what i what i need to do is you know say hey you know, show you, you can smoke this stuff, you know, like, you don't, you know, this is the, you know, this will hit your palate. You're fine. You know what I mean? And, and just, and I know even as, even for myself, I mean, it used to be like real intimidating kind of going in and seeing so much, right. And just kind of going off whatever your friends are telling you. But, um, you know, I think with you and, and educating and, and Cornelius and Anthony, they, you know, those are Nicaraguan cigars, right. And they're, they're not super light, right. They're not like, mild mm-hmm. cigars they are full body they're, they have some full strong cigars that if you could bring that attention you know to a brand like that you know and get women smoking stronger you know and there are and uh, there are always exceptions and there's there's a lot of women doing it now but that number could be a lot bigger right sure and, uh, I'll talk, uh, sorry go ahead bro no that's it yeah. no I was gonna say you know it's interesting um depending on what part of the country you're in, there's, you'll see more female smokers versus non-female smokers. But I will also tell you this, when women get into cigars, my experience has been not only what, do they have a more discerning palate. Like I know, like if, I, if I'm going to have a cigar with, with my girlfriend, I'm not pulling out any bullshit. 
okay, she will, you know, she knows, <laughs> okay? <laughs> like, it's, you know, it's like, okay, you don't have a patina, you know, it's a plug. Uh, then, you know, where's that Davidoff? Let me holler at a Davidoff. You know, it's like, relax there, sweetheart. All right. But, you know, the, uh, the, the point is that women, uh, when they find, uh, when they get into cigars, I've noticed have a very discerning palate and actually will consistently spend more per cigar than, than a lot of men will, if not sure. most men. Hmm. And um, that's been a fascinating thing uh, for me to watch um, as I've kind of, you know, spent the last almost two years on the road and stuff like that. So I, I had tested a theory, right? So I frequented, uh, one of these lounges in New York city. It was a, you know, it's uh, down in Soho and I sat there and I was probably there maybe two to three times a night because of uh, work and the amount of women that would go in there would fascinate me and the women would bring in like four or five girls girlfriends with them and just sit there and smoke cigars they would order the cigars they would drink and they would just have a great time mm-hmm. and so i was like you know what i just kept thinking i'm like how do how could we reach these other women that are curious about the industry but they're not too sure about it so i was like all right over the over the years, I've given friends cigars, you know, women uh, friends, and I said, listen, you know, this is how you light it, this is how you cut it, X, Y, Z, but they would still feel uncomfortable until, and it goes back to, like, Romacraft, like, okay, Romacraft has phenomenal cigars. They're cigars, like, I, I love all of Romacraft, and now it's all, I feel like it comes down to the size, Right. So when I handed uh, a couple women, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me let me try this. I handed them a smaller ring gauge cigar, uh, and I taught them how to cut it and light it. And the way that they cut it, it was easy for them, and it felt comfortable in their hands. Uh, it wasn't too overwhelming the way that it felt in their hands. And then when they lit it, you know, it was easy to light. You can explain it to them enough to where they could light it just enough and toast the foot. And then they would put it in their mouth and it would still feel comfortable in their mouths and light it a little bit more and get that flame going. And they would smoke it enough to where it felt comfortable in their hands, felt comfortable cutting it, lighting it, smoking it. And it wasn't too, you know, it wasn't, like a too big of a cigar for them to, to have to smoke for like over an hour, it would just be enough for them to enjoy it with their drink. And I tested this theory and every time it was game, like it was on point. They were so comfortable with every single part of the process. And it was, you know, it was medium, uh, it was medium bodied. And it wasn't light. It wasn't Connecticut. And they were having an old fashioned or they were having their, the white wine or the red, the red wine. And I would test it every time. And they loved it. Every single woman. And I, I probably in the past, like five months, I've given maybe 10 different women, the same, the same angle. And I just passed them a cigar, small, little, you know, just a little, little cigar. 
no matter what size it was, but it was just a small enough ring gauge, small enough for them to be able to feel comfortable with. And it was it. Hmm. And I was like, this is it. And I never got negative feedback. So maybe that's what it is. Like a lot of people are like, hey, why don't we gear these cigars towards women? No, but you guys already have these cigars that women would smoke. But how try it, maybe try a different angle. And this is maybe that's the angle that you you can come in because it's worked. Is that like a uh, that's like a like a gym thing where you're like girl goes in and is like, oh, I don't want to squat heavy because I'll look like a dude and I don't want to smoke that cigar my go. husband smokes because I'll be like a dude. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, that's it. You know, it's and I, I it just hit me one day and I was like, you know what, let me let, fuck it. Let me try it because. Every time that, you know, friends would light up a cigar, a Toro, and they, they were so uncomfortable with cutting it and then lighting it, they felt uncomfortable with smoking it too long, smoking it too fast. It, they just didn't feel good. And that, and I was like, fuck it. Let me give them a smaller cigar and let's try this. And they felt so comfortable. And they felt like nobody was watching them. It wasn't. Like, it, it didn't make them feel like, okay, this is not something sexual. I don't want anybody thinking like I'm doing something wrong here or yeah. looking like too sexual. And it works. Maybe that's the key, you guys. Yeah. So, so, Danny, how many times in the last two minutes did you just think Weaselito? Yes, that's the same <laughs> thing that came to my mind. Those are good. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, I thought about, I mean, like, one, I have a wife that smokes, right? And I, I was working with her and cut her. I think that was funny. You said that, like, I thought about where I got, I bought her her own lighter and got her her own cutter and Mm -hmm. let her, you know, like, this is yours, you know, you're going to learn how to use it. And then she loves this Weaselito that doesn't actually need to be cut, (laughs) but um, it's it's perfect for her. But my wife, you know, my wife's had a a lot more, you know, different exposure than, than, you know, I guess maybe most women because just how personal it's gotten with her. But, you know, she has smoked a, a pretty big range of cigars and and it's kind of that. And I've always asked her, like, you know what, you know, how do you feel like at the, you know, we go to a lounge. How do you feel like, oh, this is cool. Or sometimes like, yeah, it's like maybe a little too much guy in here, you know, too much. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, also the environment of the lounge will have a lot to do with, I guess, that comfort level. Right. That that women may have. But. Um, but yeah, uh, sure. I, you know, unfortunately Weaselito is not available in the U S but that is, would be a perfect cigar. <laughs> <laughs> it would be, no, it would be a couple a of, cigar. uh, couple of quick questions for you before we wrap up. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something we ask our guests if you've went way back. Um, if you could have a cigar with anybody, who would it be? And, <laughs> and what cigar? Holy crap, wow. it's been like probably a year and a half since that question came up. <laughs> the one cigar that I would have, I would think, I would have to say Matt Booth. And I would probably want to smoke. Now, the cigar that I would smoke, now does it have to be like back in the day? or be whatever, it be you, whatever you want, anything. No, I definitely have to say Matt Booth, the hit and run. And 
you know, I've I've talked to him a couple times on social media, but something about him and I've never really we've like we've crossed paths but never really met each other. But I think I would love to just sit down with him and talk to him and smoke the hit and run with him. Cool. Yeah. And then uh, we want your top three cigars. They can be anything. Okay. So uh, right now I want to say the, of course, Cornelius and Anthony. Uh, Cornelius and Anthony, probably the, the daddy Mac is for sure Mm -hmm. uh, in my top three. Uh, the, I'm not just saying it because you're on Danny, but, uh, the remote <laughs> Roma craft Neanderthal has always been my, my go-to, nice. especially after like at night, it's just my go-to always has been. And, uh, a big one right now is bespoke too. Mm, sure. Um, bespoke, but Mo, you're on there too. You're my top five. Tina <laughs> 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 Habano. Thanks. Like, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, but Mo, Mo loves bespoke too. Ain't <laughs> yeah, that's true. That, that's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and bespoke, and then yeah, Patina, and then I know you only said three, but Davidoff is huge for me too. So, so, so with your top three, if mm-hmm. we play stash, trash, and ash. Whoa! You have to stash one. You have to <laughs> yeah, trash one. On the top three. What? <laughs> and then you have to ash one. What? You guys are fucking with me right now. Like, you can't do this right now. <laughs> this gets done to everybody. Okay, so you said stash. Make stash is like put one back. Trash put means you have to get rid of it completely. And then ash is smoke right now. <clears throat> so the top three, I would probably do... So the stash... Oh my God. I'm. <laughs> it's fine. You're only picking like your know, like, favorite child. Or something. I'm getting <laughs> hot right now. Like I'm under pressure. I'm getting anxiety. We're like I'm. I'm. So I would say. Stash would probably be. The Daddy Mac. Um, the Ash would probably be. It's so hard, man. <laughs> you know, I hate you guys right now. <laughs> uh, the ash would probably be... Well, your sentiment about us changed awfully quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I would probably say Neanderthal and then Bespoke. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah. It hurts me. <laughs> That's tough, man. You shouldn't do that to your your guests. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a rough life in Sultan's a smoke land. <laughs> it's Drew's way of making sure nobody ever comes back. Exactly. Uh, I see. Dan, Dan, it took Danny like a year, but he came back. Yeah. But I'm I'm one of those attention whores that we talked about. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, but do you guys you guys say the same thing like at the end of yours? Like do you what about you guys though? Uh, like what we, would We've all done it before. Yeah, you gotta get, uh, you gotta we, we do need to. We do need to update, but uh, we've all done it before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember hearing it, but I I didn't think like it was like 
is going to come to my plate. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, you guys have anything else before we wrap up? Yeah, I think one of the things we have to ask, right, is, yeah. is does Cornelius and Anthony have any cool stuff in the coming year that we should be plugging a little bit here? Yeah, I know uh, Courtney has Courtney Smith. I don't know if you guys all know her, but Courtney Smith is the uh, uh, director of business development. I know she's working on quite a few things. Um, I know that, of course, you probably know the mistress and the gent that's come out last year for limited run, but they're coming out again. Uh, but I know she is working on quite a few more. Um, so I'm hopes I'm hoping to see, and I, I hope we all could see a couple more things happening within the next year. So you know, she's, yeah, it's a she's been a tough time for the question, right? Cause yeah, the show coming up yet, nothing announced yet, but, but Courtney's great. She'll come up with something. Yeah, she's, she has so much in the works. I know she has, um, a little brain. She's always working. So good things. Good. And I'm things. sure there's a lot of stuff they don't, they don't want to talk about just now. You know, yeah. Just, you, know, so. you guys yep. know, you know how it is, <laughs> yeah. but I know there is, there are things in the works though. There are. Uh, and then give, uh, I don't think you did it at the beginning, but, uh, give everybody, if it's okay, your Instagram, Facebook, whatever social media platforms you are on. Yeah. Right now I'm on Instagram. Uh, main one, the brand's name is Erican. It's E R R I C A N. Uh, and my personal account that you guys have seen, which I like to, post my everydays and you know behind scenes of the brand it's qualified smoke uh and the reason being is the fact that i i brought that one into play is the fact that you know over time i was like listen i love taking these great amazing photos with my photographer but i also miss showing what i am smoking at that at that time that day and the environment that i'm in so I have I had created my own little personal account, the Qualified Smoke, and I, I get to show everybody what's going on. Yeah. Cool. Nice. So why the koala? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I get that all the time. Well, the koala, I've always loved koalas since I could remember. As a young kid, I, I always loved koala. They're very they have a very distinctive look and they're very unique. And when people look at them, they don't quite understand them. There's something about them that intrigues them. You're looking at them and they're, you're, yes, they sleep 20 hours a day, but when they're awake and you're looking at them, there's something about that intrigues you and you feel like you want to, you want to know more. And that's, I felt like so connected to that, that in that way, like I'm very quiet in person, like I could be very quiet and just ask the questions and get to know you guys and want to know who you are. But then some people will come to me and say, Erica, like something about you intrigues me. Like, I want to know more. What are you up to? What are you doing in this and that? So I felt just a, a huge connection in that. And, uh, my, my graphics designer basically took that into play and she's like, all right, I'm going to make this work and I'm going to do this for you. And she created this logo that I think is amazing and it's fascinating and I love it. And it's me, you know, it's, it's, it's me. Awesome. 
Yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming on, joining us for the the week. Yeah, thanks, Erica. It was great. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it, and I had such a good time in listening to you guys. And, you know, thank you for giving some uh, your opinion on, you know, I can take some of what, what you've said and apply it to what I'm doing, and thank you so, so, so much for your support. I really appreciate it, and thank you. I keep kicking ass. Yeah, I keep kicking ass. It's a way to do it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Cheers, y'all. Thanks, guys. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at thesaltandsmoke at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you want any salt and smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats. If you're looking for anything else, please let us know and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week.